Welcome to the Three Thirds Mank, One Third Scouse podcast. This week is episode seven. And in the week where there's been lots of speculation about football returning or not returning, uh, news today, Simon, that uh, the 1st of June is looks like the date that is going to be that football will allow to be happen behind closed doors. Well, yeah, I think people can easily get a bit too excited about that. I think it's a date that they're saying it could potentially, like, that basically they're saying not before then. I don't think they're really saying from then. Um, so I think we'll, we'll have to see where we're at in a couple of weeks' time. But, you know, fingers crossed, you know, things will start to get eased. And I think it's it's sort of up to the Premier League in a way to I think, come forward with a bit more of a firmer plan. I think if the Premier League could take a firm plan to the government, then maybe they'd be open to that. But, I, I mean, I, I think the big thing is so we need to get into a place in the country where there's just loads of tests going on. Because I think all along there's always been this sense that, you know, the Premier League play, we can't, we can't have a situation where Premier League players are getting tested and key workers aren't. And I think the whole idea of bringing football back is, is you know, we'd have to test them a lot. And I think some Brighton players tested positive this week. A, a bunch of German players tested positive before the, the Bundesliga return. So they'll be needing to get tests like every three or four days or something. So for that to happen, you know, as a country, we need to get to a, pl- a situation where we've got hundreds of thousands of tests happening every single day. Like, you know, a lot was made of the government reaching 100,000 tests. Um, I think it was like by the, by the start of this month, but they basically hit 100,000 tests on that day and I think the day afterwards and then didn't hit it for another week after that. So, you know, I think we've got a long way to go until actually we're, we're seeing football return. Yeah, because I think they've said, they've said like, um, the new the new target is obviously by the end of this month it's got up to two hundred thousand. But I, I would have, would I have hopes it would have been probably more than two hundred thousand, even if it was two hundred fifty thousand. Or I, I mean, the capacity is the capacity. That's what that's what that's what we can do. And I imagine making the test isn't the easiest thing. It isn't the easiest thing. But I would have thought that by the end of the end of the month we'd maybe been on more than than two hundred. But we shall wait and see. Ross, what's yeah. your opinion on it? Ah, oh, hello, everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it does sound... I mean, I don't know where the government have plucked these dates from either. Like, they just seem like they've got, like, a someone's thrown a dart at a calendar and they've gone, right, we'll go step one, we'll do that one. No, when's the next one, right? Do you like, yeah, for... Uh, like, it's showing signs that we might be able to get back to some live sport, but I think one of the big problems is that I don't know with 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 all the announcements that's been made. I can't see in the infection rate either staying as it is or going down in that time to allow football to come back to happen. So I don't know. It's it, I mean, it's nice to have like some kind of idea and that the the government's open to sport being one of the things that does return first. But yeah, obviously it needs to be done safely. But I, I can't. I mean, if we think June the 1st, what's that, two weeks off, roughly? It's not long off. It just doesn't seem a lot of time for Premier League clubs to get their act together in terms of, I mean, voting, how they're going to even finish the season because that, that vote was happening today and um, apparently they've, they've agreed for a contract to be extended past June the 30th t- uh, today and um, the players on loan can stay at the, the club that they're loaned at if they if they want to and everyone agrees that that's okay. Um, but then there's still all the furore around the neutral grounds and the bottom six teams don't want it to happen. So 
But the bottom six teams have got to go away and come up with proposals how they can make um, playing at home and playing away work safely. So, I mean, the June the 1st has been set by the government, but I think just in terms of logistically getting everything up and running and sorted again, I think we're still quite a long way off actually getting it sorted. And I think tentatively from uh, the Premier League, there's been, there's been almost noises um, of... And I know you want to hear it, Cheesy, but cancelling the season. I think it's the first time that the Premier League have really started to put some kind of noises out that they, they might have to do that. But then one of the big problems with that I, is that uh, the broadcasters like Sky and BT and everyone else who's paid rights uh, to broadcast the Premier League, they'll, they'll want some kind of refund in terms of all this. So, yeah, I, I the June the first, it's, I've read it's a nice day to have, but... Yeah, I think a lot of every a lot of everything that came out today was dependent on what happens in the next few weeks. And you're right, two or, two or three weeks away, it's hard to imagine that we're going to be in a situation where everything is going to be so much different. I think the I mean, FA one is- thing that will happen in the next sort of two or three weeks is a lot of these other leagues will, have, you know, I think they're playing in South Korea, I think they're playing in Germany this weekend, aren't they? So all of a sudden there'll be quite a few sort of case studies around the world. So maybe in a few weeks' time, you know, the Premier League, it might be a bit wise to sort of wait to see how it goes in these other countries. And you know, maybe you know, maybe we might all look at it and think, "Oh, what a disaster that was for the Bundesliga coming back." They should have just written it off. And so you know, it almost sort of gives us a chance to sort of see if that works, and then see what we want to do and or what we will do differently, and, and stuff like that. Well, I think the FA have come out and forced the Premier League's hand and said that they can, they won't be able to. I don't won't be able to. I don't know if that's the right word to say, but they. Um, null and voids off the table it'll be points per game it'll be if, it, if it's finished now then it will be like points per game so I get that it's, it, they might not be able to play all the fixtures but whatever whatever happens like league rankings or whatever champions relegation it will all go off um, points per game and whoever's the unfortunate ones I mean what could potentially happen is we play two games season stops again and, and teams that were, I don't know, in fourth or fifth or 17th or 16th end up swapping places and then that end up, they end up getting relegated on those two games. So, but I think it's, I think Null and Boyd's off, off the table, but I don't know. Like I said, they, they can't keep playing the season until right into the middle of, uh, of the autumn time. So we'll just have to wait and see how, how we get on. But I feel like we'll be talking I mean, about- Just as another side note, which obviously we're not going to go into the detail, but with like, the Premier with, um if the Premier League doesn't get finished and it goes to points per game, whatever, the remaining games don't get played for whatever reason and uh, the re- like the, uh, the refunds had to be made, surely then um, the Premier League will have to look at how it sells its rights. And presu- like, I've now said this in the past about going to like a NFL-style game pass system where the Premier League are the owners of their own rights. They do like a streaming service because then they're in charge of their own destiny then. They don't have to rely on this mega money coming in and it's completely all the money's going to them and staying with them so it'd be interesting to see if football changes massively in terms of that the way we the way we get our live sport changes from going through BT and having all these competing broadcasters so we suddenly go to the Premier League has its own streaming service and we go with that similar to like uh, Amazon shown in January like Christmas time when they had all the December games so yeah well they did I think they've said as well is it every every game will be on every game will be on the telly whether it's free to yeah. air, YouTube or whatever it is, so we won't be short of short of football to watch. It'd be interesting. It'd be handy for handy for people running a podcast. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> very handy. Uh, so, how, how so, else is your how else has the week been, Ross? Mine, um, 
I've what have I done? I've been very, I've been in the kitchen a lot. I've seen. So well tonight before I came on, I made a lovely lovely risotto, a nice chicken pea and asparagus risotto, very tasty. Uh, on Saturday night, I decided to make my own donna meat. So I had a lovely... Oh, yeah. Uh, how did that go? Oh, it's delightful. I couldn't believe how good it tasted. I was so surprised. And you actually knew you were eating real meat, which was a real perk of the, <laughs> the Donna Kebab experience. I'd recommend it. Not, so not, yes, eating, I'd, not eating it at three o'clock in the morning has also got to help the taste sensation as well, surely. No, no, but I went to... Um, where did I go to? I can't remember. I think it was... Uh, you know, what's it called? The Food Warehouse, the Big Icelands. Oh, yeah. And they were selling uh, the yogurt and mint sauce that you get from the takeaway, which is one of the key ingredients in taste, yeah, isn't it, when you get we it? get that. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah. So I had that, and then I bought some hot sauce. Uh, I, it just, yeah. Did, just you, did, very... did, did you drink 10 pints beforehand? No, well, this is the other thing, because after last week's podcast, uh, I carried on drinking after we'd finished recording, which... I ended up drinking quite late, so I probably ended up having maybe 10 bottles of beer. And then I went to bed, and then the next day I got up, and Claire said, how many drinks did you have? And I said, oh, I don't know. She said, do you have 10? I said, well, if that's how many there, then yeah. And she went, you do know that I could be giving birth at any moment, so if you had to drive <laughs> me to the hospital. <laughs> so I haven't been able to manage the, uh, the 10 pints of beer since then. Well, oh, yeah. I, was, I was wondering about that in regards to, obviously, if you were sort of midway through doing the podcast and then Claire sort of told you that she was about to give birth and she needed you by her side, how would you explain oh, to her How would you explain to her that you won't be there and that you'd be well, doing the podcast? Obviously, you'd finish the podcast, wouldn't you? I mean, one of the beautiful things about this is because it's done via, it's all done via phones, I can, I can walk, because the first job, if Claire does go into labour, I've got to get the kids to the grandparents. Ah. Now, I, I can do that driving in the car. So I can still talk and finish the podcast. So I, it's only if we do a bumper episode. <laughs> then, I'm <around> that. <laughs> then I've got a decision to make. <laughs> and if anything, we'd have so, some yeah. extra voices on the podcast. So that's really... Oh, yeah. They, they just hear shouts for wanting to listen to Shotgun in the car or Fire the <laughs> Sam theme tune. I'm sure it'd be more intelligent than what we normally say. <laughs> I mean, one of the big problems with all this is, obviously, Saturday was glorious, wasn't it, weather-wise? It was, yeah. I'm looking out the window now. It's, it's got a lovely, It was a bit cold early, but it's got a lovely sort of summer's evening look about it now. Yeah, but Saturday Saturday was roasting, and I really, I was sat outside in the garden, and the only thing that could have made it better was a nice cold beer, but obviously I couldn't have one. Took the edge off a little bit, but how was everyone else's week's? Well, Cheesy, you seem to be involved in major construction. Well, yeah, I've... Uh, he's well, he's I, listened to Boris Johnson. He's in the construction industry. He's getting back to work. <laughs> yeah. I've, uh, I've been, I recorded the whole thing. It's my, it's my, it's my, it's my new CV, my interactive CV. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've been looking for a shed for, for quite a while, and I managed, to, I managed to find one that was actually in stock, and we could get one, and it arrived on Wednesday morning. And I'd said to my I'd said to my dad, look, I need, I'm, I need to do some pre work for it. I need to plot the base out. My dad said, don't do anything until it arrives, so you can see how, how how big the base is and stuff. So I was like, right, okay, man, man with experience, I'll listen to what he said. So I think the shed arrived. I think about ten o'clock on Wednesday, and I finished putting it up on Saturday afternoon at about five o'clock. 
Of course, if you if you in uh, if you employed your parents as part of cheesy construction, then you would um, <laughs> they'd be allowed to come round and work for you. Well, so absolutely. That'd, that'd be a good way to sort of see your parents. What uh, um, what ranks would you give them, Cheesy? <laughs> uh, no breaks till it's finished, and then the occasional cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> Very much tea and toast. In the, I mean, you'd be fed. <laughs> Taken to I mean, it, work. It looks impressive. The uh, the shed. I, I thought it was a, a fine piece of work. It's. Um, it, I mean, it's. It's not. I wouldn't exactly say. I, I'm. The wind is. The wind is holding its own at the minute. This today. It's. Uh, it's been. Uh, it's been interesting to see whether or not my. Uh, my screwing ability has been able to uh, hold up the shed. But uh, you must have. Hopefully, surely you've got more confidence in it than that. Well, I, well, I, I thought it'd be a bit more of a, a weightier shed to put together, but unfortunately, no, it wasn't. It wasn't the greatest shed when it arrived. But I've, uh, I, I've kind of bolted it down and screwed it into the corner, so I couldn't reach some of the other bits to put some of the extra bits on the side. So I've had to put them on the inside to make it a little bit sturdier. So, uh, but it's all that it's all. I made, look, I made the base, sawed the wood, did the whole thing myself. I, the only thing I didn't make was obviously the shed. But yeah, it looks. I'm, I'm very happy with it. I'm just, I'm surprised. I'm just not very happy. It took four days. Well, you know, in years to come, you just think about the value you're adding to the house. Oh, absolutely, so much. Put... Every time you put something in that shed, you'll you'll think you have a moment where you go, "I made this." The the best thing the the best thing about it is I managed to get the lock and the uh, catch lined up. That was probably my that was probably my proudest moment. <laughs> but like you know, like you said, every time you put something in it, you feel like you made it. Every time I step on the part of my garden where the shed used to be, I think yeah. I ripped the shed down from here. <laughs> well, how great, the, it is a great sense of achievement. I just yeah, well, I once installed a washing machine, and it, yeah, that's such a, a sense of male pride for the rest of my uh, time in that flat. How uh, <laughs> how is how's Project um, putting a skip on a steep ramp going? Well, so the skip's been full obviously ever since the day we got it. We just I put a few more things that I can fit in it so we're just going to phone up I think tomorrow and get them to come and take it away now I'd really like to get another skip but I think we might have to wait for that because <laughs> I, ha- I had to I decided because I when I was younger I collected a lot of DVDs so I ended up having about 700 DVDs in my bedroom just in boxes in my cupboard so I decided to get rid of them so I threw I'm having to get rid of about 300 DVDs and then I bought a, uh, a case holder. So I've had to get rid of all the cases. So I haven't got enough room on the skip to do that. So I'm, I don't know what, they're in my garage at the minute. Luckily, I tied in my garage so I can now put more rubbish <laughs> in it. So yeah. So I could do a skip just to get rid of all this other random crap that I've got collected. Can, I just, I, wait for, can I just wait for Blue Bin? Can I just wait for Blue Bin week though and just make sure your bin's absolutely rammed full and just get rid of it in bits? Well, I don't know. Can you recycle DVD cases? I don't know. I don't know. I've no idea. That's a question anyway. we should be asking in these daily press conferences, shouldn't they? No one ever asks. Forget if I can. Forget if I can meet up with my mum and dad. I'm not interested in that. <laughs> we need to finally get on top of the recycling, Boris. That's what we need to. <laughs> I've just been watching a lot of telly. I've not achieved anything in the way you two have. I um, I tell you what I watched the other day. It was on ITV. It was called Three Manks in Mumbai, I think. And it was Jason from Coronation Street, Dante from Waterloo Road, and the other brother who went on Love Island. 
just just going around India with the dad, and it was a great TV. It was on ITV. You could probably find it on whatever the ITV player catch up thing's called. They're just having a right laugh. So that's one of your highlights of the week. Oh, my number one highlight of the week. That killing the the new series of Killing Eve's quite good as well. But Manx wow. in Mumbai, I fully advise. Manx in Mumbai. Why Mumbai specifically? So it turns out that their dad was born in India. Oh, right. What, all but their think... dads? No, no, they're brothers. They're brothers. Oh. Oh. All makes sense that's, now, that's, doesn't that's it? A, that's a, yeah, so that's a key component. <laughs> <laughs> so their dad was born in India. I don't know if he was born in Mumbai or they just, they just put that in the title for alliterative purposes, but... They've not just been picking. Great. I know they they've all... not just been picking three random soap stars and sending them to. Uh, <laughs> to <laughs> with some, with someone's yeah. dad. I mean, it's a it's a great it's a great <laughs> series. <laughs> but there's also a new series of um, uh, is it called Marigold Hotel where they send old people out there because Paul chuckles uh, in the in in the current series. Oh, it's great. I mean, he's just rocking around the other day. Duncan Bannatyne, didn't you think he, he's got too much money to be doing this sort of stuff, hasn't he? But yeah, but Bannatyne, Jim's, they're not, they're not, they're oh, not yeah, great, they're, are they? Yeah, they're, they're probably losing money hand over fist. Yeah, you're right. I tell you what, I, I've watched, I've both been watching. I, I caught up on every episode of uh, The Last Dance. Oh which... yeah, I'm about six in, I think. But that's all you can get up to, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, out. Yeah, so I've. I've so I've caught up to that, which really annoyingly, the fact that they only release episodes weekly is so irritating. So I, I hadn't realised they were only releasing them weekly. I'd just been watching it. I think I, I must have been late to start watching it. I, I, I've enjoyed it, but I've not like smashed through it. And then I got to the end of the sixth episode and I was in the mood for a seventh. Yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden it was, it was put on me that I had to wait. I think that's the best idea. Yeah. I think I think a two episodes a week is more than enough. No, I'm a big binger. I like having that's the choice. If, I, if I'm in the mood to watch them all, I'll, I won't be able to do it. Yeah, I, yeah with Netflix what? in particular, I've, I've got. I think I just associate Netflix with me having all the power about when I watch them. Yeah, yeah. Netflix don't try and take you one <laughs> selling point away from me. <laughs> If I want to say, yes, I'm going to continue to watch, I'm going to say, yes, I'm going to continue to watch. Not like you have that choice. Yeah, that's kind of really... what I pay them for, is that I can decide. Yeah, if I want to wait weekly for a show, I'll turn my TV on and watch the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I don't think I've done anything else. Just been, just been throwing a lot of things away. It's amazing how therapeutic that is, though, just throwing stuff away. Have you been thinking about um, thinking about your favourite crisps ahead of the World Cup semi-final? Well, I I went quickly nipped to the shops because we were running low on snacks, so I had to buy crisps. And I did think when I was going to buy them, I did think, is this going to influence my my thoughts <laughs> in tonight's episode? But uh, luckily. Morrison's with that out of stock of most crisps that uh, I, didn't, I, couldn't really, I didn't really have a lot to choose from. So they're all still fresh. I've got no, I didn't choose any favourites. What about you? Oh, I've still not had crisps all year. So I, um, oh, yeah, I, was, of course. I was thinking I could have a packet of the winners, but I don't think I will do. I think I'm going to try and hold firm. 
But yeah, yeah you've just you've just been exper- experimenting experimenting with new dime flavors, haven't you? Yeah, oh yeah, but yeah, I've been getting amongst the dime. That's the thing I've done this week. Yeah, I didn't know they had different flavors of dime bars. So I had lemon, which was a bit underwhelmed. Uh, I didn't enjoy lemon. I had mint, which was very nice, a real a real triumph. And I've been told apparently there are orange flavored dime bars out there. Now, I've not been able to source them yet, but I'm very intrigued to try them. So I'm a bit of a call out to, to the reaching power of this <laughs> podcast. If anyone sees orange flavored dime bars anywhere, drop me a message because I want to know why that shop is. I'll tweet into at Monk3. Yeah. We'll, we'll get it from that way, won't we? I'll tell you yeah. what, sorry, it's Morrison's today, though. Salted caramel Twix. Which I, I've not bought. That sounds, that sounds right on my street, that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're out there. So if you fancy that one, it's another one. Well, I've got... I've... Anyway, what are we doing next? Well, we're going to move. We're going to move on to the talking about different flavors. We're going to move on to the World Cup of crisps. I've got some fascinating facts about quavers. Absolutely fascinating. So we're going to, we're going to, well, we're going to, if that's not just to keep people listening to the next part, I don't think that anything. We're going to have will. a break. Welcome back to the Three Thirds Mike, One Third Scouts podcast, where we're going to finally finish. The suspense is over. It is the semi-finals of the Chris World Cup. Our four, our two remaining ties: sees Quavers against Salt and Vinegar Discos and Pickled Onion Monster Munch against Sour Cream Pringles. So, before we begin the first semi-final, some lovely Chris-based facts for you. Uh, about the first game, not not so much about the discos, unfortunately, because I couldn't find anything, but quite a lot about Quavers. Um, so Quavers were originally launched in 1968. That, so just over just just is, over 50 years old. Is that your wow fact? No, that's not my wow fact. I've got, oh. I've got quite a few. I've got, I've got quite a few Quavers facts now. I was going to say, look at because you built it up in the first part. <laughs> <laughs> Now th- this this is this is the this is the good this is the these are the facts. How many different varieties of quavers do you think there are? How many different flavors do you think there are other than cheese flavor? I'm well, go. I mean, that's a yeah. long time they've been around that people could have they could have sort of tried the occasional different flavor in the same way that good people at Dime Bar seem to be doing now. What, what are you, <laughs> how many how many are you going for, Ross? Um, I've got ten. I mean, in I'll go higher. Yeah, I'm going to go higher. It's, well, it's eight. So <laughs> I, was, I was more, I was more astonished about the actual flavors that there was. They're not, they're not some, they're not. I wouldn't say classic crisp flavors. Oh, I can't, I can't think. So there are for eight in this, in the this whole history, surely. Yeah, eight in its whole history. Yeah. Although some of them are limited editions, some of them are just uh, some of them are just normal varieties. But I didn't understand because I don't think I can remember anything other than the normal cheese flavour. Well, there's two of them you definitely won't get. I'll put that. I'll put that out there. Out there, right here. If anyone's had all eight flavours, we'll happily have you on the podcast to interview about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, only if Quavers is the winner. I mean, there's somebody on the chat. <laughs> but I'll, I'll I'll quickly run through. I'll quickly run through them all. Uh, prawn cocktail, salt and vinegar, cheese and onion, bacon flavour. Now, this is the one that got me deep fried chicken with sage. Oh. Chinese spicy beef. 
And then apparently what? the limited edition ones were ketchup and sweet and sour. So the the the, the chicken with sage and the Chinese spicy beef they were even limited edition. No, they were they were apparently mainstream varieties. When I don't know, maybe in 1971, you know, before any of us were actually born. I'd be up for trying bacon flavored quavers though. I mean, I'd, they should bring them back. That sounds yeah, interesting. Would, would that think... not be like a frazzle? Yeah, but it still have that quaver, you know, consistency to it. I'd say. The only uh, thing you didn't, the only thing you didn't get was like years they were long. I couldn't, I couldn't find that out anywhere. It was just, it just said they were all discontinued next to them, obviously, apart from the main flavour. What, uh, what reliable website did you get this information from, Jesus? <laughs> I got it from Wikipedia. <laughs> Old Crispopedia. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, I, I mean, I mean, the discos, they're just elusive. Um, they, didn't, they, they, haven't, they haven't even got a Wikipedia page. Um, so I had to the go... The Rebels to, discos. I had, to, I had to go to KP for, for their information. <laughs> And uh, the only thing, the only thing that I got out of them was that they were launched in 1979 with uh, the slogan "the discs that uh, the disc that bites the taste bud." That was it. God, a bit vicious, aren't they? That set of hooligans saying they're going to bite <laughs> your taste buds. <laughs> so the young, the, the youngster in the game. So who who's going through? Who's going through to the final? Oh, for, so that's all right. Okay. Go on, Simon. Well, I'm I'm not going to be swayed by any of the facts. <laughs> um, so for me, I think discos have done very well to get so far. I think they've got a real punginess, punchiness about them. Uh, you know, they are rebels at solving a disco, but I think Quaver, you know, they know what they're doing. They're an old hand. They're experienced. They know their flavour. High now, quality, high quality crisp. I see it through to the final. No, I, I, I in previous episodes we've we've been. Quite kind to each other and got along with each other, but I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree in wow. this first first semi final. I think I think one key thing when I meet the bag of crisps, I think with a bag of crisps, one of the beauties of them is you don't need to look to eat them. Do you? <laughs> so you can be holding a bag of crisps and watching something or sort of yeah. doing something else. And you eat them you know, in quite a passive way, don't you? Yeah, but I think and that's that's one of the beauties of the disco. You know exactly what shape you're going to get. It's always going to be what, a round disc that's always going to fit in your mouth. A quaver. Well, some, some, a quaver. Some, some, well, hang on. Hang on. A, qua- a quaver you can put, put your hand in, pull it out, and then all of a sudden it's like a, it's like a get. you've got to manoeuvre your hand in certain ways to get it in, or you you got to bite it midway through, and then you get crumbs, and then... I think that's a real real downside of the quaver. But such is the strong flavouring of a salt and vinegar disco. That you're never accidentally eating a salt and vinegar disco. You always know about it. You know, it puts you, it put you off watching your TV. Yeah, but that, it, that's, an, it that's another great attention. But this is another great thing about the not be, not having to see. <laughs> you know, you've got one in your mouth. <laughs> you don't have to just rely on you, you think your touch sense and your and your sight. It's your taste. You know, you've got it in there. <laughs> it's just in. Bump. Yeah, there's one. Right, I've got that. And plus, you know, I, I guarantee. Some Chris, you'll pick up a few, won't you, and put in your mouth at once. I bet you never do that with a disco. Oh no, no, you mean any? There's enough flavour on one. one. That's that's the government slogan: one disco at a time. Except the <laughs> NHS. That's why. That's why you can't find it. They've been taken from the shelves. 
KPA. <laughs> KPA. <laughs> oh, well, it seems we're torn. It's on you, Cheesy. Oh, well, I mean, going back to the start, I mean, I, I mean, the original quarterfinal, the original round of 16, Quavers against Skips, I, Quavers wouldn't have even got through that for me. So it sort of just goes all the way. Oh, oh. boom. There we go. Well, congratulations. The, the, the Chris with the facts go down. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, I didn't it's expect the... that. I mean, the Quavers have been giving it the big ones in the build-up this week, haven't <laughs> they? Had, well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard the Quavers are booked an open-top bus tour. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case. I have to try and get refunds from Ryanair for the, <laughs> the final. <laughs> <laughs> right, moving on, moving on to the second semi-final where we've got pickled onion monster munch against sour cream Pringles. Now, did you know that Monster Munch had changed its name? No. Mon- monster Munch used to be called the Prime Monster when it was launched in 1978. The Prime Monster. The Prime good, Monster. The, the biggest good name change. Good uh, name change, I would say. Vincent, it's all about Vincent Tan, he must have got hold of it. <laughs> did he change what changed the kit as well well they, they moved as well they moved from Smiths to Walkers they were made by different people in 95 oh, a big money transfer big money transfer in 95 wow, wow. the Quavers the, Qua- the Quavers also were in, in that deal you're joking <laughs> what a transfer deadline day that must have been <laughs> you very rarely get two players involved in the same transfer as well do you god I mean, drama. I bet oh. the people in the 70s didn't know they had it so good with Chris transfer news, did they? <laughs> We're in the 2020s here. We haven't had anything like that drama. <laughs> I don't know we've had a single t- Chris transfer. I reckon the whole of the last decade, no Chris transfer. <laughs> there's, there's the 70s getting two deals in one, two Chris in one deal. Guys, what's these no. have stopped even covering de- uh, Chris deadline day, I think. Oh, wow. Well. Well, that yeah. is interesting. And yeah, it's rare you see a name change works because I still call them Opal Fruits. I'm, I'm part of that part of that gang. But, um, Do you? Because you're younger than me. I still I don't call them Starburst. No, I'm an Opal Fruits guy. Do you call them... Um, what, what did... Um, Snickers used to be Marathon. Do you still call them that? <laughs> no, you see, I've only, know, I've only ever known them as uh, Snickers. So I am, I am... That's where my age and youth comes through. So I... I Otherwise, I might not have been able to change on that either. <laughs> so there we go. So that's what. That's so what's the lunch? And then, and then, well, I mean, that is a compelling cream. case. What's going up against the monster lunch? Uh, the sour cream Pringles. Now, I mean, once I've told you this next bit, if there's not a, uh, if there's not a Netflix documentary about the the making of Pringles, then, <laughs> then I mean, they will I'll, be scraping the barrels. <laughs> I'll be commissioning. I'll be commissioning one of my. I'll be commissioning one myself. There's, um, there's, they, they took they took twelve years from idea to shelf to get off the ground. They were designed by two different people. Twelve Frederick, years. Frederick J. Bauer was given the task in nineteen fifty six, and he developed them for two years. And I, from what I read, he he made the shape, but then was taken off them um, by how the many, parent. How many years to come up with the shape? Uh, two years to come up with the shape. I mean, the and shape's then, good. The shape's good. I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to go with the shape. I think it works well. It stacks nicely in the tube. 
But if that's all you've done in two years, I'm not surprised he was taking the <laughs> job. Uh, and it, he was taken off. I, I tell you, I tell you why it took him two years because he's got my work ethic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if his boss came back to it after two years and said, "Where are you up to with those those crisps?" He said, "Well, we we have finalised the shape." <laughs> I mean, <laughs> imagine if he'd been put on doing your shed. I mean, that'd be. God, he'd be, you'd be out, you'd be out of tea bags, cheesy, wouldn't you? You'd be out of cups of tea, but had to make him. Absolutely. Um, and he, but he was taken off. So he's, he, he was taken off to go and work on another brand of crisp. What or another brand? I don't know if it was Chris or not. I didn't say. But then he, but then his work was picked up by a different person, Alexander Leeper, in the mid sixties, and he carried on the research. Um, and then they were on sale from in nineteen sixty seven. I mean, uh, how long was that again? Um, it was picked up in the mid sixties, uh, and then they were put on sale in sixty-seven. So, so the second guy comes in, the shape's already been established. Don't worry, <laughs> don't worry, Leeper. We've already got the shape nailed down. We don't need to don't need to talk about that again. All you've got to do is flavors, presumably. Flavors must be the only thing left at that stage. And I think that uh, I think that uh, Bauer had, had even got them like the idea of putting them in a can, the shape. Uh, like the whole concept of Pringles was kind of was kind of there. He just kind of picked it up and yeah. But then surely you have to did, did someone have to look at texture? Like what? What they're gonna? How they're gonna make it? Because it's not it's not just a piece of potato, is it? Well, the idea was about they didn't like stale crisps. I think the crisps were going stale, so the idea that the Pringles were, wouldn't be wouldn't go as stale as quickly as normal crisps did in the fifties. However, I however mean- fast. What I didn't realise was how strong the Chris game was back in, back in the day. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a, how much movement there was between people and developers. I just thought it's a bag of crisps. And uh, and this is the, the best one, is that Leaper's Leaper's name is on the pattern for the crisps. Yeah, oh. wasn't his idea. Wow, uh, that's where the game changes. And then there's there's the, there's theories about where the name Pringle came from. So what about who's the man? Who's the Pringle man then? Who's, not, is mean? that Leaper, the, the man on the can? Yeah, the bloke on the can. Yeah. Is I mean, that Leaper? He must I... have been. Leaper must have been doing design. If the other guy had done everything else, I mean, if I can find the uh, if, I, if I can find if I can find the name tonight, then on a Pringles can, then I'll, I'll send it to you. I mean, uh, the one week I'm not in front of my laptop, and I feel like I'm, this is the one week really coming I, useful. I, I, I told you, I told, it's got Netflix documentary written all over it. So, what yeah. is the, the guy that was originally working on the Pringles but got moved off the job? What was he called again? Frederick J. Bauer, or Bauer. And, and his name obviously he went into move, making headphones, didn't he? And yeah. So, <laughs> it, so his name's been completely forgotten from the the Chris game, has it? Because I'm prepared, I'm prepared to call this the Bauer Cup. <laughs> we didn't agree a name for the trophy at the start, and I'm happy for it to be called the Bauer, the Bauer Cup. Since since he lost out on the Pringle, <laughs> exactly. he can have this podcast imaginary trophy. <laughs> well, the, the thing, he, and he can work, he can work on the shape as well. We'll get him into <laughs> complete blank. Complete blank canvas, the shape of the trophy. <laughs> so I wonder what shape up. he'll come up. To be honest, <laughs> if he just comes up with a Pringle shape, I'll be disappointed. Well, no rush. Come back, Mr. Bauer. <laughs> come back with a shape when you've got one. That's what we're saying. We'll, we'll wait. 
<laughs> we'll keep we'll keep us based on the mantelpiece. <laughs> there was uh, his name was in bold, so you could click on the link to his. But because of, because I was a bit pushed for time, I thought, oh, if I go down this hole, I might, the Lord knows where I'll end up. Well, so, you, would, you would end up making a Netflix documentary. That's where you would have ended up. There's a, there's a bit more. There's a bit more research about it now. Now we'll move on from that. That's not the only. That's not the only theory that, that's flying around. Um, is that where the name Pringle actually came from? Oh gosh, I don't know if I could take any more. Jesus, <laughs> to be honest. Um, so Mark Pringle filed a, uh, a, a US patent in 1937 about processing potatoes. That's one theory. That's one theory about where it came from. Um, another theory is that two employees who worked for Procter & Gamble who owned, the, who owned the crisps lived on Pringle Drive in Cincinnati. I mean, these seem a bit far-fetched, to be honest. Or, or Procter & Gamble took the name from the phone book. They're the, they're the three that are on Wikipedia. I mean, how how true they are, I'm not sure, but they're they're the but nobody knows. Well, there we go. So there's, I mean, if you can track the Procter and Gamble employees down, you'd be able to find out. I mean, this is going to be one of those classics, you know, and it's like uh, when you tune in, and you think it's going to be a massive, like, really entertaining game with big build up all week, loads of pre match coverage, and everyone's been saying how great it's going to be, and then you watch the actual match, and it's a nil nil boring draw, isn't it? That's what I feel like this semi-final's going to be now, with that build-up. Oh, I, well, I, I thought this was the final all along. Well, I, I must admit, I, all along, I think, for me, the cheese in uh, South Korea, the, the Pringles have been undermined by they've not got their best player out on the pitch. They've what not, is their best? Barbecue. Barbecue's their best player. Oh. And as far as I'm concerned, the Pringles that made it to the semi-final aren't even the best form of Pringles. So for me, it's it's monster munch all the way. No, <laughs> semi-final day. It's got to be a bit of controversy. And there's there's multiple things you can do with a Pringle. You can you can oh the shape it lends itself that shape. Well, doesn't it? I mean that's the thing. <laughs> what what was it? Leaper or power? Power. I don't think Bauer completely understood how much uses his shape had. I mean, on TikTok, there's many people creating circles of like freestanding circles of Pringles, which I think is incredible. Then you can put the two in your lips and do the old duck lips, can't you? And then I know, I mean, I think we, Bauer can't take shape for having the actual the tin, putting it in a tin. But if it wasn't that shape and they could stack, they wouldn't have thought of a tin, would they? And then there's endless possibilities with a tin as well afterwards. It's I mean the the Pringle. You can have a you can have a packet of Monster Munch. You eat the Monster Munch. You throw the bag away. You've got nothing else to remind you that you've had a bag of Monster Munch apart from that memory. You have a box of Kringles. You've got you've got plenty. You've got you've got, you've got, you've got plenty. The cat used to work as a bit of a frisbee, didn't it? I don't know. I've not done that for a long time. Yeah, yeah. still can. And even they were, they were doing that uh, promotion where the, you could uh, send so many in, then you got a speaker back and you stick it on the can and it becomes a big speaker. No, oh, I mean I think the the Pringle for me, I. I, in the last two weeks, I have ate Pringles, sour cream and whatever they're called, Pringles. I've not had any Monster Munch. That's all I'm going to say. Well, look, don't get me wrong. When Bauer spent two years working on the shape of the Pringle, he did not know what a strong impact he would have on the TikTok generation. <laughs> I'm happy to give all the credit in the world for multitude use, but I'm a, I'm a Chris Purist. I'm a, which one do you prefer eating? It's all, that's all, it's all on for me. And uh, 
you know, maybe you like your, your Instagram generation, Ross. But I'm a Graham Sooness guy. I want me crisps. <laughs> they need to taste nice as crisps. That's all, all I care about. So for I, me, that's why I'd be voting Monster Munch. But I'm, I'm just I mean, going to come down to you again, Cheesy. The other thing for me, just one last point. I think if you asked the average um, Tesco or uh, supermarket worker, you had to stack bags of crisps. I think they'd all prefer to stack the Pringles <laughs> because they'd stay nicely on the shelf than a bag of oh, yeah, that, that just got yeah. slipping and sliding. <laughs> well, well, that, what, that is sneaky, Ross. To, to, to start bringing the what's best for the retail <laughs> before we go to cheesy. <laughs> that, is, that is low, Ross. <laughs> to play that card against me. There's semi-finals. It's win all costs, isn't it? Just a late sliding tackle yeah, from Ross yeah. there. Luis Suarez had balled in it on the line. <laughs> so cheesy, what do you like, the retailer's friend or the... Uh... Well, funnily enough, funnily enough, as, as the conversation was flowing out and the match was going on, I knew, I, knew which, I knew which way I was going to go anyway, similar to the first semi-final. Now, um, I think Ross or Sam, one of you made the point before about when you've eaten a when you've eaten some monster munch, um, you throw the bag away and you don't know you've eaten them. I completely disagree with that. You are picking monster munch out of your teeth for the next <laughs> however long. That's a good point. That, that, <laughs> that is an absolute game changer. Similar with the exercise, the 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 the, the forty second hit session that you get when you're trying to maneuver a, a bag of, of quavers. And uh, and the like the marathon then and you have to run for the rest of the day to try and get all the monster munch out your teeth. It's got to be Pringles all the way. Ah, oh, there we go. Well, congratulations to the Pringles. It's been a tough old night for you, Simon. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm almost glad I don't eat crisps anymore. <laughs> Both away right. teams take the victory. I mean, wow. the other thing, this leaves me in a very difficult situation, doesn't it? Because I've backed the two Chris that have gone into the final. Yeah. But so, what, what, is, what, what is the final? That's what I've lost track the now. The final is, is uh, sort of scores against sour cream Pringles. I mean, I didn't think at the start of this whole competition that that would be the final, to be honest. <laughs> this is week four, Ross. What are you talking about? <laughs> is that how many weeks we've been dragging this out for? <laughs> Uh, right, okay. Well, what would I... So, I mean, I feel like we've said everything needs to be said for both. I mean, ultimately, Simon, this is going to go down to which one of you prefer, I imagine. Well, yeah, I now have to sort of say something positive about both of these, don't they? Uh, look, uh, both great crisps. Uh, for me, I just I just think the discos, they're a good rebel, but they're not... You know, they're not top shelf crisps, are they? I think. You know, now we're talking. We're, we're talking about elite. This is the world. This is the Bauer Cup of crisps. Well, do you know what I would say about the, the disco? I, I'd say the disco is a Pringle without Bauer's intervention, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, that is a, that is a fair assessment. I, I'm going to vote. I'm going to vote Pringle. Yeah, the disco just didn't have a visionary like Bauer to change the shape. And if they would have done that for a disco, it might have been a slightly different outcome. But I think we'll have to go for the Pringle. Pringle for the win. Pringle for the win, for the winner of the Bauer Cup. Well done. I mean, I don't know if that's a kick in Bauer's teeth that he gets the name uh, of the <laughs> He gets the, he gets the trophy named after him, but then we give the winners the crisps that got rid of him. 
But yeah, once you pop, you just can't stop. I mean, like you said, Sam, it's not even they've not they've, they've brought the B team. They've not even brought the strong. They've not even brought the strongest team to the game. I know barbecue will run away with this. Yeah, I mean, just and just think, Simon. Two or three weeks ago, you were talking about dips with Pringles. Yeah. Oof. How far they've come! <laughs> Incredible. Right, that is that. That is the end of the Bauer Cup. We'll be back after this. Uh, <laughs> with the next part of the podcast. Welcome back to the final part of this week's podcast. And in a break from tradition, we're going to we're going to uh, do we're going to have a little bit of a quiz to finish with. So we are going to we've got three lists, three top tens, and I'll let you know what the subject matter is in a second. It is all football related. It's a, yeah. <laughs> It's not more crisps. No, it's, it's, not, it's not top 10 baby names from 2019. Don't worry about um, it. I've been researching Chris designers all weekend. <laughs> I mean, we all knew who number one was. <laughs> uh, right, okay. So we're going to start with uh, the 10 most expensive players. And how this is going to work is that... Um, Simon, do you want to flip a coin to see which what, who goes first, you or Ross? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, heads or tails, Ross? Uh, I'll have heads. Oh, it was tails. Unlucky. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll name first. So, so Simon's going to so go first. So I've got a list of ten in front of me. So Simon um, is going to go first. He's going to guess one name on the list. If he guesses is this, right, just is this most expensive transfers? Most expensive transfers. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, and then Ross will Ross will guess the next one. And then if Ross gets that one right, that's absolutely. Then that we'll go back to Simon and we'll. Flip, we'll flip-flop until one of them gets the wrong answer and then the, the other person wins the point. So, Simon, do you want to guess first? Neymar. Correct. Uh, Pogba. Correct. Philippe Coutinho. Correct. Virgil van Dijk. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> Are you joking? <laughs> Great start. Incorrect. So, so I win that one. Yeah, that's that is that is Simon's. Yeah, so I'll, I'll quickly run through the list, Ross. Um, well, I think I could have got low more. Oh, go on, go on, Simon. I think um, Mbappe. Correct. Uh, I think Higuain went for like a lot of money at one point. He went for like eighty million plus at one point. No, that would have been you finished there, Simon. Uh, Griezmann. Griezmann's on there. Anybody else, Ross? Well, <laughs> no, I don't know. Juan Veron. Veron. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jao Felix is on there. Jao Felix is fourth. Uh, then Simon said Griezmann. Then Ronaldo. Which I think that's the Ronaldo to Madrid, not to Juventus. Uh, then uh, Dembele who gone to Barcelona then Hazard to Madrid then Pogba which you got Ross I mean to be fair Ross the one answer you got was answer number nine um, and then uh, Gareth Bale was number ten how much did uh, Hazard go for? I think the same I think the same as Pogba I think it was I think it was like 89 or something like that well what was Van Dijk? 75 no. I didn't go. I didn't. I didn't go any further down the list. There was a top hundred players, but I didn't. Well, it's because you mentioned top hundred before we started the show. That's um, what. Don't make excuses. 
Right. So that one is that one is one to Simon. There we go. Right. We'll move on to the next list. Uh, the next list is the world ranking, the football world rankings, which always throws up some interesting uh, national critics. teams. National teams, yeah, national teams in the ah. top ten. So right, Ross, you, the Ross, it's you to go first. Belgium. Belgium is correct. I think this is from March time. So obviously there's no football been played since then. But... So yeah, Belgium is in there. Germany. Simon, Germany is not in the list. What? Yes. <laughs> let me, not let me have... champions at the moment? <laughs> no, there were... France are. Oh, of course, yeah. There was, there was, when I originally did this, there was, there was two teams that I just couldn't get. Um, and I was surprised that I think it's Netherlands and Italy and Germany are all 14th, 15th and 16th, I think. Not surprised about the Netherlands because they've not made a tournament, have they, for a while? No. So, Ross, do you want to go and get, do you want to try and get some more? England. Correct. Uh, Brazil. Correct. Uh, France. Correct. Uh, let's say Croatia. Correct. Um... Who else could we say? Spain? Have we had Argentina yet? Correct. No, we're not had Argentina yet. Are they in there? Yeah, are they in there? They're ninth. We have Portugal. Portugal, no, they're in there. How many are left? Two. Uh, Who would it go for? Mexico? No, (laughs) no, Mexico, not in there. It's uh, Uruguay and Colombia. So Uruguay are sixth, and Colombia are tenth. And it was Colombia, it was Colombia and Croatia that I just couldn't get when I did this the other day. Oh, there we go. From my first round failings, my second round knowledge was quite strong. Then, absolutely. And we move on to move on, move on to the last <laughs> one, which I, I think I think this one is the, is the best one. So this is this this last list is. Uh, Goal score record goal scorers in the Premier League who are still playing, still playing in the Premier League, or still playing mm-hmm. playing in the Premier League at this very moment in time. So the top Premier so League like, goal scorers. So Rooney not, wouldn't wouldn't be included. Rooney's not in there. Shearer's not in there. Bergkamp's right, okay. not in there. Bobby's not in there. Nothing like that. Okay. If you if you get number ten, I'll be amazed. And Simon goes first. Simon's to go first. Some real wow. advantage in this in this heat, I think. <laughs> only if you get only if you can get one answer. Um I am gonna go for whoa, I've got someone in my head that I'm too scared to go for. I'm, I'm trying to think about longevity a bit. I'll tell you what, this is tough, isn't it? It's tough. There's two very easy ones. I, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm going to go for Harry Kane. Harry Kane is second on the list, yes. Sergio Aguero. Sergio Aguero is number one on the list. Jamie Vardy. Jamie Vardy is number three on the list. Ah, right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm. this could be... It's all about that coin. It's all about the coin toss, Ross. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go Mo Salah. Oh, I was gonna go Mo Salah. That would be Mo, my next guess. Mo Salah is on the list. Yes. Mo Salah is number eight. He's eight, right? He's eight. Oh, I mean, he's got about thirty one season, doesn't he? 
Oh gosh, God, Salah's uh, just in. quick question, quick question before. So because if Simon gets uh, no one wrong, no need, no need to be quick. Take your time on this, Ross. <laughs> if if Simon gets one wrong, do I automatically win, or do I have to give another one to win? Um, I, I, I'm kind of making the rules up as we go along here, Ross. <laughs> I, I, th- I think I think Ross would win, uh, and then you know it was kind of on me for choosing choosing at the coin toss, wasn't it? Okay. Ooh, I've got someone in my head, but I'm very very sceptical about guessing them. But if I don't go for them, I've got to go for somebody else, haven't I? Oh, oh, I've, got, I've got I've got two names I'm thinking about. One of them's one of them. One of them's a definite no. I'm go, I'm going to go for I'm going to go for Olivier Giroud. Oh, he was my guess. No, <laughs> <laughs> he's just been around a while. <laughs> Olivier Giroud is fourth on the list. Yes. Ah. <sighs> oh. Gosh, right. Think, Ross, think. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, God, this is tough now, isn't it? Um, Five left. Now, I mean, I've got one that I want to say, but I I mean, I've no confidence in it at all. Who did we say was eighth or ninth? Uh, Salah. I mean, that's the one that, that doesn't make you feel good about things. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> doesn't. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. I'm going to go with uh, Charlie Austin. No, oh, Charlie Austin. From? Charlie Austin is oh, not. Oh, is he the not? Oh, I thought he was still at Southampton. <laughs> oh. oh, what a victory. What a proud moment for me. Could you have got another one, Simon? Oh, uh, so the people I was thinking about, I was uh, I was thinking about Gilfie Sigurdsson. I was but thinking was... about Th- I was thinking about Theo Walcott, and I was thinking if I if I beat you with Theo Walcott, that would have been the <laughs> ultimate. <laughs> Simon, both on the list. Oh, oh. and uh, I was also thinking just because he takes a lot of penalties. I was thinking uh, Milojevic. Milo, Milo, what's the guy at Crystal Palace? Milo- Milo Hoyovic. No, yeah. No, he's not on he's not on the list. But yeah, Sigurdsson and Walcott were the two I was I was I would have gone for one of those two. The, so do, you, do you want the other three? Oh, yes, let, me, please. Let, let me have a guess. I would say um whew. Oh, can I have a clue? Um one what of them I, what, what I know is have they just how long have they been in the Premier League? Um, one of them not not long. I would probably say. Oh, no, one of them's probably been in there for about five seasons. I think the two of them are probably about five seasons. Lacazette. Uh, no, not Lacazette. Sterling. Yeah, Sterling. I realised I just said the name then. <laughs> Sterling sixth. Oh yes, I hadn't even thought about Sterling. No, I hadn't even thought that. Oh. Mares. David Silva. No, no. Not Maris, not David Silva. What teams? What teams do they play for now? There's, there's two left. One of them plays for Liverpool, and one of them plays for Crystal Palace. Oh, so not Jesse, not Jesse Man- Lingard then. Not, not Jesse Lingard. No. <laughs> Ma- Ma- Mane's fifth. Zaha or Townsend? Not, not Zaha, not Townsend. Benteke. Benteke, yes. Ah, I mean, he did bang him in for um, Villa. Villa, didn't he? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, Andy Carroll's probably up somewhere along that list, not that far down, is he, after? Well, there you go. I tell you what, if we'd done a top 100 of them, we would have been... Many <laughs> 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 people clink, creeping in with, like, five goals at the end. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. So, well done, it. Simon. Thank you. Thank you. It's a proud victory. It's made uh, the highlight of my lockdown so far, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go in. I don't know. I'll in the dark room and contemplate my defeat. <laughs> Got some revision to do for next week, Ross. I might do another some more of these next week. Oh, you just broaden it out to any player that Ross can name. Then I'll... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then we'll be able to do a top 12 then, wouldn't you? <laughs> I mean, there's a fair old amount of people. There's a fair old amount of people on this list that Ross doesn't like. I mean, record goal scorers still active in the Premier League. There's just been players that Ross doesn't like. I mean, we've got <laughs> we've got Vardy, Walcott, Salah, Mane, uh, yeah, Aguero. Uh, yeah, well, I enjoyed that this week. That was good, good fun. Yeah, triumph. Hope everyone has a good week, and we'll uh, we'll see you. We'll see you next time. Absolutely. Yeah. See you soon. See you soon. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Three Thirds Mank, One Third Scouts podcast. Give it a like, give it a share, and let us know what you think on Twitter at Mank3. That's at M-A-N-C-T-H-R-E-E. And keep listening for more new podcasts every week.